Welcome, Red Sox fans. Here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Deep Dives. We are going to be getting into a J.D. Martinez versus Kyle Schwarber debate. Which one should the Red Sox prioritize for 2022 if both happen to opt out? So, and just to be clear, J.D. has an opt out. Kyle Schwarber has a mutual option, which is very cheap, probably won't be picked up. So it's it's a very relevant debate. We're going to be getting into that. If there's any time left, we will do some uh, bullpen talk in the second segment to discuss alignments, perhaps who should be the closer, whatnot. Andrew Dwan, Joe Goddard with me tonight. Before we get started, attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pew problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. The Lawnmower 4.0 also has a 4 1000k LED spotlight you can turn on and off when needed for the most precise shave throughout your travels across the universe. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com for a clean trinity and beyond your space balls will Thank you. Let's get into it, guys. So like I said, good chance both players. One's going to exercise the opt-out. That's J.D. Martinez. Kyle Schwarber will decline his mutual option. Both are intriguing next year for multiple reasons. But uh, Andrew, let's lead you off. Which one do you like the best? You know... This is a tough one. I was never the biggest Schwarber guy, especially going into this offseason. I didn't really want any part of him when some people kind of leaked his name out there as an option. And I got to tell you, I'm sold. I, I don't know if a switch got flipped with him, but what he became in Washington was completely different than it, anything we saw when he's with Chicago. Um the power was crazy in the last couple of days. I swear to God, what was he walked 10, 10 times in his last 10 games or 11 times in his last 10 games. He's got a five yeah, that, more walks than games. Yeah. And he's a guy that can either lead off or hit two for you, which just stretches your lineup. Cause we do, we know Kike is going to be back next year. We know Devers is going to be back next year. We know Xander is probably going to be back next year. So you can do your left, right, left, right. 
right off the bat with those guys. I love J.D. Martinez. He's one of the best free agent signings in Red Sox history. There's no denying that. His approach to the game and what he's ta- what he taught other players was invaluable. The leadership was invaluable. This guy, you know, if the DH wasn't such a stigma, honestly, probably should have won an MVP. I, I think he should have won an MVP in 2018. He finished really? Oh, Mookie had like a fourteen. I, I know, yeah. I I know, but I the things I saw, I I was Team JD all that year. He, what he showed me was absolutely insane. I split it. I I, I you're right. I I totally kind of spaced on Mookie there, but um, yeah, JD Martinez. You couldn't ask for a better outcome. Throw last year out the window. Last year, 2020, burn it to the ground in all aspects of life. I'm not even just talking baseball. So I'm giving him a total pass for that. He's been everything you can ask for and more. And I hope he gets paid largely by a National League team with the universal designated hitter or some idiot team like the Angels. (laughs) He can go live in warm weather year-round. But I I want Kyle Schwarber. There's no I mean, this, you can't you can bend stats any way you want, but you can't bend the fact that he's five years younger. You know, JD's on the back nine, very very much back nine, and I think Kyle just has what he, he has. What this lineup is lacking right now, and that's what we you got used to back in the day with the Red Sox in their heyday of like the 04 through like the 13 when you know 95 games when when every year and you had that guy that just walked you know like he was the master commander that strike zone and i don't know so just watching schwerber in and out the last few games i i'm completely sold maybe i'm a fool for it but i i love him and if both contracts were the same and we can talk about that i'm giving it to schwerber Joe. That's not where I thought you were going with that take, Andrew. Two things kind of decide for me who I would rather go after. The big one is the contract. The contract is the absolute mammoth. Um, Jaden Martinez is going to be 35 years old, but his comparison on the market is pretty easy. He's going to send out Nelson Cruz's numbers to teams and say, hey, look, he's five years older than me. This is who I'm going to be for at least the next three seasons. I'm going to hit 25 home runs. I'm going to hit for 290 average, and I'm going to drive in 100 runs. He's going to get paid. He's playing a lot of left field right now. He's looked okay out there, at least serviceable. The Universal DH is coming. He will be, without a doubt, overpaid by somebody. So I don't want J.D. Martinez if the contract is larger than two years or more than $22 million per year. If the contract is a short-term pay me a lot more money than I'm worth, maybe, for the next two years because you're going to be entering your contention window, 
I'm kind of okay with it. As long as it doesn't price you out of a Rafael Devers extension or a restructuring of Xander Bogarts' deal when he opts out in 2023, then I'm okay with it. If the contract is going to be three to four years, walk away. Absolutely walk away. JD is a professional hitter. His hand-eye coordination is great. His, his plate discipline is great. But I don't want a 37-year-old five-hitter. I just don't. I would much rather see Rafael Devers be the heart of your lineup. And Verdugo, I think, could be that guy for a little while. And if you just go get one more guy with power out on the market who's cheaper, I think you're in good shape. And I would I would rather that guy be a lefty. So to me, JD's not the guy. Now moving over to Schwarber, he's 28 years old. He's coming into his peak. I don't want Kyle Schwarber long term. I don't. He's having the best year of his career by a lot. What do you What do you consider long term? Anything over three years. Oh, I see. I was capping it at three and letting him hit free agency again at 31. Yeah, I don't. Okay, so yeah, I'm not going to sign him for about three, three years. I'm okay with it. But now here's the thing: where where does he play? Like we don't have a positional fit for, for him, right? Renfro's going to be back. Verdugo, we assume, is going to be back. Kike is going to be back, and I assume in center field. And then we just don't have a, a role for him in the outfield, and we don't know what he is at first base. He's not a first baseman. But so, if he's your full time DH, do you try it? All right, gun to your head. This season, right now, tomorrow, do or die game seven, let's just say. And you have to send one of the two out into the outfield, into left field. Who are you send out, J.D. or Schwarber? Schwarber. Yeah, exactly. That, that's, where I, that's where I'm at. Of course. Now, here's my thing with the everyday DH. I look at his stats over the last five years, and I'm not impressed. Now, I understand he's in the National League. So he's not a DH, and he's got to play the field, and maybe that's a little uncomfortable. He's never hit 300 in his career. And I understand his walk numbers are great. His plate discipline is fantastic. I mean, we're seeing it the last 10 games has been the best hitter on the Red Sox as far as plate discipline goes. But I just don't know if this is the guy that you're going to get for a contract or if you're going to get the guy who hits 230 for 20 home runs and a lot of strikeouts. So... I'm out on offering him a, a big deal. I would give him three years at the fourteen million per. Anything more than that, I'd walk away, and I think he's going to get more than that. Oh, I, I think the number is well over that. I think the number is closer to eighteen million a year, and I'm walking away because my priority is Rafi Devers, and my second priority. Is Xander Bogarts? That that number shouldn't affect anything with Devers, though, because that any number under nineteen is less than what JD was making. Well, so I'm under the assumption that both are opting out. Right? Oh, they so, will. Yes, you I'm have just a whole, They're both opting out. So if it's an either or conversation, I'll take the cheaper option or the guy on less years, depending on what what the stipulations are. I just think that that you can rely on JD more to produce all right so but a, you have to pay him a lot more money in a vacuum let's say it's three years 57 i think that's what 19 comes JD out to. martinez okay all right 
Now, if it's if it's three years, fifty-seven, but the fact that you have to sign him for fifty-seven million means you're not going to extend Rafael Devers, or you're going to feed me a load of bullcrap and say that the owners are now near the luxury tax. Sorry, we can't extend Rafi Devers. We got to move him. Well, then I'm out. I, I don't care. I don't want to have any that, money that's going to tie you up long term. They have so much money coming off the books with guys that aren't even in the league right now. Coming up, I the the Devers thing won't be an issue. That's not going to be a factor. I hope. Yeah. Now, Terry, Terry and Andrew, both of you, right? I, I want your opinion on this. If the numbers are three at 57, Terry, who do you want? Andrew's question. I'm going to probably take Schwarber under any scenario at this point. But here's a couple of contracts, though, that I, I think are more comparable to what he's going to get. Marcelo Zuna, aside from the domestic thing, four years, $64 million. Around the same age as Schwarber when he signed that, might might have I'll take that all day. Might have even been a year older. Nick Castellanos actually signed the same contract. He had some opt outs in there, but four years, sixty four million. So I actually wanted to bring him up in our chat. He's someone I covet yeah, coming into this I next season. He's gonna opt out. Too. Pay him. Yeah, he's opting well, out. It's already confirmed, and he's um, a decent fielder too. That's going to be an interesting case. He's a similar player to Yoenis Cespedes. Just better. He's a better Yoenis Cespedes. That's the comparison. As long as he's going to fight a wild hog, we should be good. Yeah, but here's the (laughs) thing, though. You've got Alex Verdugo for three more years beyond this. You don't know what his durability is. Kike, tentatively, will probably be the center fielder next year, depending on if they want to ship Arroyo. I don't know where Jeter Downs factors into this. Uh, I he apparently doesn't. he's been getting he's been heating up a little bit though, hasn't he? Yeah, he's not gonna be ready for the majors next year though. He, uh, the, him losing a year sucked. It okay. absolutely sucked. So maybe maybe Arroyo comes back next year, and then you still have Kike in center. Renfro controllable for two more years beyond this. So. So I, I do like the the versatility of Schwarber over JD, especially if we find out he plays a good a good first base. So that's where I'm at there. The other thing I don't like about JD, and this isn't going to be popular with the audience, ever since he came to Boston, it's been like he's been here on business because he probably intended to opt out after the third year. But the National League thing, the Universal DH kind of prevented that. And we just came off of a, a weird 2020. So he didn't he didn't opt out there. And that happened to be his worst year anyway. So it didn't make a ton of sense for him to opt out. But I could see him getting a three-year deal and kind of mailing it in at some point. He's in right now. He's in probably one of the worst slumps since 2020. He did not record a hit in this Red Sox twin series and only walked once looks completely lost at the plate right now. So he's going to get out of it. We know he will, but he is prone to those bad slumps. So I kind of, I kind of like Schwarber better. I really do. And here's another thing too. You look at the slump we're in, I kind of get the feeling we need to kind of shake things up a little bit. So maybe JD going somewhere else. You got a fresh face in Schwarber. Bogarts and Endeavors aren't going anywhere, but I, I kind of, 
I kind of like the turnover a little bit. So Terry, uh, you're you're talking in a vacuum here, though, right? You're you're talking about right now. Like this is a bad time to have this conversation for JD Martinez. Like JD Martinez is having the worst stretch probably of his entire tenure with the Red Sox, going three for thirty-four. And Schwarber's having the best stretch of his career outside of a, a ten-game stretch in June, right? Where he's has a, a three seventy-nine batting average with the Red Sox. So everyone's got these rose-colored glasses on as far as Schwarber is concerned. Well, you guys are forgetting twenty nineteen with the Cubs. He hit thirty-eight home runs that year, batted two fifty. His OBP was three thirty something. So he had a very solid year. One that all we would... I need is two fifty from Schwarber. I that that's all I'm all I'm asking for. I I, I think in today's day and age, if you're hitting over two, if you're hitting two fifty or above, you're a weapon. And I think his OBP is just going to rise because I think that's just where he is in his career. And I think he's just going to be an elite on-base guy. Carlos Santana is... I just think is, he's going to get overpaid. That, that's the way I look at it. I think he's going to be overpaid. That's possible. I mean, I don't see how he can exceed the four examples I just gave. And those were four-year deals. You guys seem to be more comfortable at three. But I think he will get the same deal as Ozuna, maybe a little bit more money than Ozuna because he's having a better year now than Ozuna had the year that he was going to be a free agent. And he showcased it on multiple teams in multiple leagues. I was just saying the three because I thought that would make it more attractive to the player. Quite frankly, that that's where I was at. You know, it gives them a chance to sign another deal, right? JD exactly. will be 37. Well, JD yeah, will be 31. So JD yeah. might sign one more one-year deal, um, and Schwarber would definitely rather be a free agent at thirty-one than thirty-two, if you ask me. Um, but if you can sign Schwarber, I would, you know, overpay him for two years. I just don't want to go down the rabbit hole of paying guys money who aren't going to be available to this team long term, because that's how we got here, where we have to listen to John Henry and Co talk about the luxury tax and it's because of contracts where we give somebody five-year deal six-year deal for a a shorter amount of money like a longer tenure with with less money is not what i want i'd rather pay the guy through the nose i'd rather give him 1.5 times his value for a shorter period of time than to pay him less for longer years because i don't know that he's going to be here you know and be competitive in five years I can't see him getting a five-year deal from any team whatsoever. I don't think there's a scenario in which that happens. He could get a three- or four-year deal with an opt-out to appease him and his agent. Maybe after the second year, he'll have an opt-out in there. Um, I can see that. But what does Bloom want? Like, which player suits Bloom's comfort level? I would think it's Schwarber with the versus. I think Schwarber. Schwarber can play multiple positions if you need him to. That's what it is. He doesn't want to just a just dead weight at DH, and I don't think in today's day and age you can have dead weight at your DH. I mean, you look at a team like the Yankees, and somehow they have dead weight at with Stanton because he can't go out have, and play the they outfield. Have dead weight at every position. Well, yeah, I mean, but let's let's be honest. I'm they just don't saying, be the Yankees. Like, well. <laughs> they are ahead of us, but they, um, you don't want a guy that's just, you know, you can't move him to the outfield. Can't move him to first. 
that sucks. And that, like when everyone says like, oh, Devers will be your DH, I don't, I think if they thought that, I don't think they'd pay him. I don't think they'd give him a 10 year deal at age 24. He doesn't, to, or how, he doesn't have to be a full time DH. He could play half the season at DH. And... I I think even that's a little high. I think versatility is key in all of this. And Schwarber gives you more versatility than JD Martinez does going forward. Because well, the Red Sox G- have been one of three teams, maybe four teams in the American League over the last decade that have had a premier DH. Yeah, every other last team. Two is decades. Like, Let's shuffle it in. Right. Let's absolutely let's find somebody else to play it. But before that, you know, the last two decades, I would say 10 years ago, there were a lot of DHs across the American League. Yeah, like, yeah, it was, the old, it was the older sluggers. Yeah, it's that's the true. older way to do things. Right. And then the last 10 years, like Ortiz and J.D. in Boston, we've been spoiled. And beyond that, the rest absolutely. of the American League is like, oh, this guy needs an off day. We'll him in a DH. Uh, I think Devers is going to be just as good as those two offensively. I mean, he's going I to think Cooperstown. Is better. But I don't, I don't, I don't want his, I don't want him to play more than ten percent of his games at DH until he really needs to. Because honestly, his defense hasn't been too bad. I, if he's going to sign a ten-year plus deal, I want half that being at third base. Well, I, I the, the earlier part will be. The earlier part will be. But I, I just don't yeah, think it's no, the that, end of the world. That is whatever. Let him look like Acidio age 36 on i don't give a damn about that like if he's just this round like blob of hate that just smacks home runs i'm, I'm all right with that he, he, well, there's you. two things that i look at when, I, when i'm trying to build or fill in holes in this team versatility is is not on the list one on the list is contact and two on the list is power as far as what I want from my DH slash maybe left fielder, can you hit 25 balls off the monster every season? Can you hit 25 over the monster every season? That's what I want. You know, like Nick Cassianos is a dream. That's that's the guy that you're dying to get in Boston if you can. No versatility, though. Can. No versatility. I, and no I'm, versatility. I'm but fine he with can it. Play a decent but outfield. Yeah. I, He's got a decent arm. I like the bat and I love the personality. So I, I think he would play well in Boston, but is that what Bloom likes? Is the thing. So I, you know, I look at it. I think in this off season coming up, JD Martinez will play for another team. It's it's probably going to be I think so the White too. Sox or I get, well I I can live with it. I, we got you will never find a deal that worked out every single year. And Everybody this, worked out. This did, and yeah. Everything. Yeah, this is one of the rare ones, especially with the Scott Boris deal, and that's the other factor in this. Um, he's going to be a late Boris signing was... for sure. Swarber will sign yeah, earlier than JD. Last... Well, so here's the thing. JD, this is his last big contract. He's not going to sign a big contract at 36 or 37, 38 years old. And he's a Scott Boris client, and for the first time in five years, he has 30 teams to choose from and not 15. So he is absolutely going to cash in this offseason. I don't want the Red Sox to overpay for him. So my target for this offseason would be Schwarber because I think that you can get him at a, at a much nicer rate. That's not to say that it won't be high. 
It's but, gonna, it's going to be in the 16 to 20 range, but yeah, but I want another bat. Like if JD leaves, we need another bat. That's all there is to it because you can't count on Tristan Casas to come up and save the day as a rookie. And I don't want Bobby Dahlbeck getting every day at bats at any position. And I don't want to lose 30 home runs and 300 RBI, you know, 300 average in the middle of our lineup. Here's another thing to consider, too. If they're on shorter deals, and lump Castellanos in that, too, if you want to, if he and Schwarber are both on three- or four-year deals, they're both tradable commodities at whenever Bloom wants to ship them. So you still have plenty of flexibility on the roster regardless, I would say. Yeah, I, that's the other thing. As long as they're under 30, these guys aren't going to be – someone's going to look for it. It might not be popular if you do send them out, but someone will take them. And somehow Kyle Schwarber actually gets a better outfield jump than Castellanos. That surprises me <laughs> just looking at the stats. I would think Castellanos would be a left well, so fielder in Boston anyway. but he, he would have to be. But if you look at some of these numbers, and I'm going to – I'm going to read you some names for next offseason as far as offensive players, not pitchers. The top offensive player is Nolan Arenado. He's raised $35 million a yeah, year. He, he's he not opting in. out. He's yeah. not going anywhere. J.D. Martinez is number two. Yeah. Buster Posey, number three. He's not going anywhere. Chris Bryant, 30 years old. Free agent. He's currently making $19.5 million. He's going to make That's... a lot more than that. He's going to be linked to the Red Sox left and right, whether the Red Sox are actually interested in him or, you know, if it's just uh, kind of a negotiation tactic. That Helping is an interesting guy. We do know that Bloom did go after him last year. We do. Now, in 2019. This, right? Here's a scenario where Terry would be happy, Heim Bloom would be happy, and Red Sox fans could be happy. If you sign Chris Bryant and you put him in left field for a portion of games and you put him at third base for a portion of games in which Rafael Devers then DHs, then you're looking at a, a great situation from a flexibility standpoint, from an offensive standpoint to have his bat in the lineup. Like I, That's the guy that the Red Sox should go after. Now, if you go down the list a little further... Nick Castellanos has a $16 million option, declining, easily declining that. And then there's a huge drop-off. The next guy on the list would be Brandon Belt <laughs> and then Trevor Story, who's having a terrible season. Well, yeah, that's... That's an anomaly. He's going he's gonna to he's get gonna require. Yeah, yeah he's going to require a first-round pick. But, um, yeah, honestly, Chris Bryant's always intrigued me. What is he, 28 now? Uh, same, same draft as Schwarber? No? Yes. Okay. Uh, he's 30 years old. Is he 30? I thought he's he was 30 years old this year. He's two years old. I'm not a uh, Chris Bryant guy. I just. If it was a five year deal, I would do it. If it's above it, I'm all set. The, the other guys that are, you know, available on the market as of right now don't interest me and they shouldn't interest anybody else. I mean,. Carlos Correa is going to make $25 million a year. He's not a, a big upgrade over Xander Bogarts. Durability, is, durability problems, too. And, yeah, he's 27 years old, and he's already having durability issues. 
right? Javi Baez is 29 years old for the Mets. Strikeout machine. His AAV is going to be 23 million. I'm, I'm reading from Spot Track what their their projections are. 23 million a year. You might as well have Xander Bogarts, right? And then ah. the next the next big guy that comes up though, from an offensive standpoint, is Jorge Soler. Do you really want Jorge Soler to fill get, the JD Martinez role? No. Well, let me just say, get ready for the Red Sox to be linked up to Carlos Correa. Uh, See, I think they'd more likely be linked to Jose Ramirez. Well, well, Ramirez is under contract. Well, so Jose Ramirez has a an option for twenty million dollars. Team, which it is a player well, option. The Indians, well, the Indians would probably try to shed it anyway, knowing them. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just saying, watch out. The Red Sox will a billion percent be linked. Just a name, whether or not that they actually pursue him, they will be linked to Carlos Correa. He's having an amazing year. He's got he's worth six war right now, which is one of the highest in the league. So where where does he play? And, I mean, it's easier to find. You play second spot. base. Well, second well base. yeah, okay, second could, base might make sense. He plays no, second base. I, I mean, or he plays short and Xander plays second. I don't know how that would work. But yeah, um, if you have both of them on there in the middle of your lineup, uh, we're I, a scary lineup. But is he worth twenty five million I, to play second base? I don't he's think gonna so. cost more than that, and I don't think you'd have both. That's all. I said this going into last year. Xander has a no trade though. I he's got understand that Xander will be ready to move away anyway. Like that's something he would waive that if somebody's gonna pay him long term money. Yeah, I think you. You can do these without too much information getting out there. And I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. That's a here, tough sell for me, but well, It's going to be a tough sell for the fam. I know this Blooms in a no-win situation with the Xander decision coming up. Either you you trade him and then your public enemy number, you know. And he has to agree to it. At this point. I can't see Xander agreeing to a trade. I, I think that Xander Bogarts would agree to a trade under one condition and that's that the team that he's Quit getting traded to signs him to a five-year contract right? yeah and that's that's like a i think a possibility but i'm not intrigued by trading him or carlos correa I don't or think that that's a big upgrade or you lose him probably for nothing i'm not gonna lie i don't see xander bogarts on this team after his opt-out i just don't I, I agree with you, Andrew. I think it's going to be something that we're going to have to talk about three or four times over the course of, you know, this off season and into next season. But when I look at who the options are on the market, right? I'm exclusively talking about when JD and Kyle Schwarber opt out. The offensive options really don't intrigue me at all. Outside the of, only guys no, out no. there are going to get paid. The only exact, but the only reason I'm saying Korea, you. Don't see a 26 going on 27 year old all star hit free agency ever. That doesn't no, happen don't. anymore. You and absolutely don't. We know he turned down what five one fifty or no no five one twenty five. So he's going to be looking for two hundred plus million. I, yes, absolutely. And I, if there's one person that I think could get him to not be such. Part, I don't know how to not put this without like swearing. Uh, head case. There we go. To be not such a hard-headed head case, it's fellow Puerto Rican 
Alex no, Corey. Yeah, they got but, the past so, relationship in Cleveland. They do. But... Great friends from their time in, in Houston. I just this don't know Houston, if that's yeah. a, a move that you would make because I think that the upgrade is minimal. The backlash is a lot. And you don't know what he's going to be when his body starts to break down. He could end up just like Dustin Pedroia. Like or, he's the or like build. George he's Springer, kind of player. Or like George Springer yes, by the time where he turns he's got thirty. Weak injury forever. Yeah. Now, I've been... if I look at it, right? I mean, we're assuming Eddie Rodriguez is probably going to be gone. The only guy that I would go to the bank for and deposit money to give John Henry if he was to go sign somebody is Freddie Freeman, and he's not going anywhere. Atlanta's going to sign him to a monster extension. But if we decided Freddie Freeman to play first base for the next five seasons, you thirty two right now, I would do that. And I would Freddie Freeman might be uh, chilling like an hour outside Terry's house right now. <laughs> Tristan Cassis, I don't know. I, I would hope so, but I mean, I I definitely would sign Freddie Freeman to be your middle of the order DH, right? As a, as a DH who can then go out and play first base if you need him to. That's that's my left handed power bat that could replace. Uh, you know, the production from J.D. Martinez overnight. Now, I don't know that he's moving. I think Atlanta's going to give him, like, whatever he wants. Blank check, sign it. You're the face of the franchise with a As they should. We're going we're gonna to be a pennant contender forever. I agree. He's not going anywhere. He's staying in Atlanta. But with Heim Bloom, though, I don't think he looks at a guy like Correa and sees value when you look at all that he's doing in the farm system here with, I know the recent draft pick Meyer is, is a few years out, but you've got Nick York coming up in reality. Okay. Fair enough. You've got Nick York coming up who I think just got promoted to an even higher level of single a what he, what he's doing is just ridiculous right now. I just don't see, uh, you know, a big splash on a middle infielder outside of Devers. Hopefully Devers. And you know what? I'm not even sold that Bloom will go get him. I I, I hope I'm wrong. But, you know, so I just, I don't see it. I, I think a Kyle Schwarber signing is is more along the lines of what he's willing to do. And and even JD, if the, if the stars align that way, Although I, I think I think in 2020 coming into that season we didn't know it was going to be a pandemic year at that point. I think Bloom in a way might have been pissed that JD opted in because the expectation. I was, agree with that. Yeah. So I, I I don't know if he's gonna really go after him. I think Schwarber. Now that Joe, you've read that list, I, I feel like there could be a bidding war for a guy like Castellanos because there's just not many outfielders on it. And there's going to be a bidding war for a guy like Kyle Schwarber. There could be. That's, like, that's my issue is I think that there's going to be a lot of money spent. And look- the funniest thing is when all this is just rendered moot when this stupid-ass CBA runs up. Okay. And, like, ugh, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to it, especially after what came out last week. <laughs> especially, yeah, we're going to get to talk about this all offseason, Terry, only for nothing to happen until March. <laughs> Yeah, That's well, gonna be brutal. right. We nobody brought up Garrett Richards' name until like a week before we signed him. You know, that's that's how last season shook out. But yeah, we had, we had that one episode with you, me, and Charlie where we called him trash for two hours, 
and then they signed but he wasn't on the radar though how many shows did we do about starting pitching and we just never talked about him oh whoa i was saying we only mentioned him on one show before he got signed it was like oh you know he's on the radar something like like, that because of a spear tweet we didn't even really talk about him right so last thing before we go we're gonna skip the bullpen uh we'll probably be trashing that all next week because after what tampa does to him anyway but um one thing to consider here postseason heroics guys values can go sky high if they have a big postseason and that could happen hopefully it'll happen with jd or schwarber (laughs) so something i I hate to say it but i think that kyle schwarber reminds me most the player he reminds me most of is mark bellhorn Oh, come he's on. He's better than Bellhorn. He's so much better than Bellhorn. No, well, that's on. the kind of guy that, that uh, he reminds me of. Is he's gonna take do, you want, do you want Schwarber's postseason stats? I have them They're good. Of. Yeah, I they're do. really they're good. They're very good. I know they're good. <laughs> I'm ready for it. So in 24 games, he had 288 with six home runs, 11 RBIs in the World Series, which was that the series he played on, like, one knee? Or was that? Well, he just came back from it. He was activated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And game six of the NLCS didn't play it and then played the World gotcha. Series. Yeah. So he played in five games in the World Series, 20 at bats, hit 412 with a 500 OBP. Was he so, the, He wasn't the MVP, though, I don't think. I think the rain delay was the MVP. I'm not too sure. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. If if it comes down to it and, and you're in a big game and you're facing a right-handed pitcher, my, my one, two, three, and to be honest – is going to be Verdugo in the in the one slot, Schwarber in the two slot, Rafi in the three slot. I, I'm going to want that murderer's row up against a right-handed pitcher in the playoffs if I can get it. If, if we're facing Garrett Cole, that's the lineup I want. Give me those three at the top of the lineup. Brutal. Ben Zobrist was the MVP of that World Series, and he, he did have a really good one. So, all right, guys, we're just going to wrap on that. We we never end it in 30 minutes. We went 38, but that's cool. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed it. We'll be back again Sunday night to discuss the Cleveland series, hopefully a winning series. Charlie and Jason will be with me on that one again. Have a great weekend.